bless your name this morning we thank you for your mercy and your kindness Father we thank you for the grace which you've given us to be here this morning Father we thank you because you are faithful we thank you because you are kind we thank you Father because of your spirit which you are causing to flow Father, we say thank you. Father, we are grateful for all that you are doing for us. Thank you, Father, for showing us mercy. Thank you, Father, for helping us to identify the hope of our calling. Thank you, Father, because we are not lost. Thank you, Father, because we are not fully depraved from you. Father, we thank you because we are not totally ignorant of your life. Father, thank you, Father, for the blessing of sight given to us to be able to see. Thank you, Father, for the grace to identify the world. Thank you, Father, for the grace even to pursue after you. Father, we say thank you. Father, we, we are nothing of ourselves. We, are, we recognize that fact. That without your help, we are nothing. We are nothing in this world. We are nothing in the world to come. But by you and by your grace and your mercy, you are making us into something. You are making us into an eternal treasure. Thank you, Father. We worship you. Father, we have come again this morning in all lowliness and meekness of heart. We are here, Lord, and asking for your mercy. Help us, Father, to partake of your life which you have for us this morning. Father, help us to connect your will. For we know that you want us to come into knowledge in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Father, it is the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you want to show for to us. We ask, Father, that the grace to know this will, you will give it to us again today in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us. Oh, Father, we appreciate the giving of your angel, which you have sent, even to help us in our journey. Father, we say thank you. Father, we recognize the presence of your spirit and your angel, which you have sent. Father, we do not take for granted the resources that you have sent and you have given to us even this year. 
Lord, we pray that the grace will even reverence your spirit, to reverence your presence, even the re- to reverence the presence of your angel which you have sent. Father, we say thank you. Lord, we align spirit, soul, and body with your spirit to be able to connect with you, to connect with your wisdom, to connect with your thoughts and your words this morning. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. Jesus, we give you all the praise. Praise. Sapan Pelmikait Ofem. Omaha. Emita Kind. Lord. Openema. Haitaman. Metfin kite. Yes, Lord. Safi M hide. Mean Kuf hide him suit. Fan Muspire. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your spirit. Give you all the praise. Give you all the glory. Give you all the honor. So be thou exalted, Lord. Thank you because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we just appreciate the Lord this morning? Let's appreciate our Father. Amen. How many of us are happy to be here this morning? First of all, let's just say hello to you. Just say hi to your neighbor. Hi. We've not, we've not seen, you've not seen your neighbor in a long time. Uh, just, just take a moment to just, you know, give a hug, you know, give a shout. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to be to see each other's faces again. Amen. I mean, it's it's been almost two months, if not so. I mean, we we see from time to time, but uh, it's been almost two months that we have actually gathered. Yes, sir. I think it was this around December, maybe. 14th, 13th, I think 12th thereabout or so. I mean, since that time to January, so about a, about a month and a half. Thank you. About a month and a half. So it's good to see our faces again. I'm happy to see to see us. Amen. Amen. So welcome, I welcome. With I'll say with with Jesus joy. I welcome each and every one of us here. Amen. Uh, it's good to. Okay. It's okay. Amen. So it's like I uh, want to move forward, Abby. That's good. <laughs> Amen. It's good to move forward. 
Can we all hear me though? Is, am, I, am I speaking properly? Okay. Uh, for some reason, I felt like I needed a, a speaker, but. Okay, I think the voice, the voice is okay. Yes, sir. That's good. Okay. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, I think I might have to stand up, but we'll see. So I just wanted to appreciate us and give thanks to the Lord for another time in His presence. And uh, we thank God for giving us His space. Amen. 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 I'm, I'm glad that we are excited. Yes, sir. Amen. We are taking the leap of faith. Yes, sir. Amen. And Amen. Uh, no, we, we've enjoyed the comfort of you know the cozy, yeah. the cozy hole, the couch. The pillows are there. You see, but but now they are they are helping us to 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 be more comfortable, more comfortable in the spirit. Amen. Amen. So we are, I believe we still have couches here too. The chair we are sitting on is a couch. In a, in a way, if you can just you know picture the chair as a couch, is a is a is a couch. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I trust we are we are all uh, uh, happy to be to be here. We trust that the Lord will continue to to strengthen and bless each and every one of us. Amen. And um, I'm just I'm just happy to see our faces. You know, it's a different thing when we see each other, you know, during the week and the but when we come for meetings, just to see our face is another it's another feeling entirely. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I believe uh, you know there's a there's a way the face can bring out can help, you know. As, as I'm seeing your face is a countenance, sharpening countenance. As I'm seeing your face, your countenance is sharpening my countenance. And I, yeah. So when I see the face, the face is smiling. <laughs> Me too. I'm smiling inwardly. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So Bless the name of the Lord. We thank God for, for mercy. Amen. Amen. And I'm, I'm trusting God for a beautiful year. I believe that this year will be a great year for us Amen. spiritually. Amen. This year will be a wonderful year. I will grow. Amen. Amen. We have been growing, but God will help us to grow more. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good to, to appreciate God. You know, for us, we might, we might just be few, but we are not few in the spirit. Amen. And I believe that what we are doing is a deliverance for the city. Uh, not just the city alone. The Lord, the, God has a plan for Canada. And Winnipeg is just one of, one of the, the spots you know, in Canada. God's, God's plan is for, the, is for all the nations. Amen. So even though we might look for, we are not few. I believe, like I know, you know Reverend Encourager mentioned that we are still growing and God is adding to us. So when we grow, in case maybe you're not seeing people by your left or your right, it's okay. Heaven, heaven will bring them at the right time. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I believe we should just continue growing and then God will, you know, help us from there. It is, it is God's work. It's not our work, really. It's, it's God that will do, although we have a part to play, but majorly it is God's work. It is God that is doing the work. It is God's will and plan for the city. Amen. Amen. And I believe what we are doing is not just for 
you know, for us alone. It is for the body of Christ. It is for the for every believer. Amen. Amen. So it's not just that we just like having a click and then we just like sharing word as a kind of word. No. It is the it is the word for every believer. It is what it is what the Lord wants for us to know and learn. Everyone Every, every everybody that is in the body of Christ, it is what God wants us to learn. So I believe if that is the case, God would uh, bring people into the light. Amen. Amen. And uh, I just appreciate God for School of the Spirit. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a bomb. How many of us? Amen. I know we can clap, we can clap. How many of us enjoyed the School of the Spirit? I, yeah, I know I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a great blessing. <laughs> Many was was too much blessing, yeah. and uh, I believe we'll see how. You know, some of the time the things that were taught is, is throughout the course of the year will now begin to yeah. the things will begin to unveil. Mm. And you know, like you know, in the prayer, you know, Kevin was yeah. saying that. You no, know, now we ask you, what did you remember from the meeting? You may not be able to even picture. Yeah. Okay, this, 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 that. Maybe later, as you are thinking about it, and okay, this, that, right? Which means that it is, it is more of a seed. But that it is a seed, and the thing about seed is, when you when you have a seed, you have to plant it, and I believe they've sown the seed into the soil of our heart, and what happened is that the world will now begin to grow. There is watering, there is, uh, yeah, watering. There is watering, and then this, uh, the the seed will now begin to grow, and then after a while, we we'll begin to bear the we we'll see the fruit that is coming out of that seed. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, in case we are maybe wondering and struggling, can I remember everything? It's okay. Don't worry. Uh, I, I mean, like we said, we can listen over and over again so that, you know, we can keep engaging the thought. And so that's the secret, right? The secret is not forgetting the thought. Let the thought keep, you know, going. Now, you notice if, if the thought of our heart is not exercising scripture, other things will engage it. That's the truth of the matter. Other things will engage it. And when other things engage it, it is easily to forget. It is easily to, to forget. When you not try to find it after a while, you'll be wondering, ah, where's that word? Maybe, maybe before it was on top of the pile, but then after a while, you start looking, and ah, where's that word? And it keeps you, maybe, maybe, maybe you scattered clothes all over, and then now and then, where's that particular word? Let me go and look for it. Then you start, you know, removing layers and layers. Okay, ah, oh, that's where you are. But you now realize that there's a lot more labor that would go into actually finding the word. But, and the scripture also encourages us to give heed, give earnest heed right, to the word. So let's keep the conversation. Let it, let it be a meditation of our heart. You know, over time, then we begin to you know, fetch and take out of um, what was you know, given to us. And it's not just school of the spirit alone, all the word. That's how it is. Amen. So... Even if, if all of a sudden you are still thinking about faith, ah, faith of the sun, don't. You know, most of the time, the way we think, maybe because they're t- talking about everlasting life, eternal life now, we forget that, that the faith of the sun, you know, you'll be wondering, you know, it's everlasting life we're talking about now. So, and then the conversations of, of, of faith, we might forget it, I was okay, let's focus. But everyone is not like that. It is keeping all the conversations, right? Revisiting, thinking about them, sharpening them. Amen. Because the thing we thought we know, yes, by the time the new light come, mm. even when they let their teacher the everlasting light, they realize that okay, that thing was not really perfect. Okay, let's revisit it. 
because what we what we use to think per time is light. Amen. And I think uh, it was one of the conversations we were having in uh, Ottawa. You know, some people were asking some questions about you know reading uh, scripture, you know, you know and uh, reading scripture, and also um, maybe engaging engaging the spirit, letting the spirit move you, you know, in that area. But I think there was a conversation. There was a, there was a conversation around that, you know, regarding uh, the. Ah, what is that thought? When did you go? Don't run away, please. It was very, it's very important. Uh, we're talking about that aspect of just, just studying the word, and then there is something about. Uh, that thought is just escaping me. I don't know where you come back. I have to come back. No, no, it's just, it's around the that word. It's around the word. Uh, I'm talking about forgetting or can area and getting the light ahead. The reason why when you read a scripture, or maybe let's say you read a book, what you get on, you, you read it now, there is something that will speak to you at that time. Let's say you grow a bit later and then you come out to the same book. You realize that it, what is talking to you is different. It's not that you've forgotten the past. It's just that we have grown. And when you grow, right, the person that is reading, the book has not changed. The person reading the book has changed. Right, so because of the gaze, and then you begin to look, and I begin to see something. So it's not that you forget the one you read before, or what you read before was wrong. Right, it's just because the soul has grown. More light means better understanding, better uh, entrance, better 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 engagement of 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 interpretation. Amen. And that's the beauty about the word. You know, there's a there is, I mean, I know that at some point, you know, there was time I was, I was struggling with the word. How? In the sense that, even in the light, I'm like, okay, this particular thing, they've taught it to mean this. Why do you now? So when they're not saying something with the same scripture, teaching something, and I'm like, wait, wait, let me wrap my head around it. That old one, that old one. I'm, I'm not trying to use the old, old sense. Right? But... I, I didn't know the manner of scripture. There's a manner that the scripture is. Right? So there's a way the Holy Spirit opens scripture and begins to engage the heart. Because the scripture is more, more like a passage. The real scripture is not here. Right? The real scripture is in the spirit. Like they said to Daniel, I will, I'll show what is it's written in the scripture of truth. I mean, of course, that what is written in the scripture it's not what Daniel has been reading, mm. right? And they now, they, they, what they now began to show him in the scripture is things concerning the, the end time, right? So that's what shows that that book is with somebody else or is with God pretty much. God has the book. So the scripture is with him. In the spirit, there's a scripture there. So this Bible is just giving us access into that world, into that realm. Amen. So... There's a heart with which you should approach scripture. Yeah. <laughs> not be rigid, not be not not to be uh, too logical. Maybe that's the word. But to be spiritual. There's a manner to which we think with scripture. Right? The same scripture that everyone used to talk to you about something now. They can use the same scripture to talk about something else. Doesn't mean that what they said earlier is wrong. Right? 
just means that they are telling you, they are instructing you in righteousness. Right? And then there's, there's now the laying. So there's that, there's that interaction within the soul, and it's now also the aspect of laying doctrine. That, that aspect is now, is, is now different, right? Because doctrine, when they begin to lay doctrine, is with light, right? And doctrine brings another sense of thinking. That's what doctrine brings. So when doctrine comes, it brings another sense of thinking, another sense or another light to begin to see scripture with. Because, I mean, now, when they are teaching everlasting life now, the same scripture they used to teach Christ, that they've used to the, the here, the life of God is Christ. You'll be wondering, okay, now they're saying the life of God now is God, not even Christ. I'm like, what's going on? It's, it's still, it's, it's just what the scripture is saying. So there's what scripture can be saying particularly to you that does not, that does not break doctrine, that does not break understanding or scripture. No, sometimes because ah, I think you know me. I guess I guess I'll just flow in that direction, because really, what's in my heart to talk about today was more about just talking about concerning the aspect of doctrine. Why doctrine? You no, know, especially you know, when we come from school of the spirit and you hear everything you know, that has been said, you be wondering, okay, which one should we take? Okay, what's the meaning? What's the reason for all these things? Right? I just found a thought in my heart concerning that area. And I believe, I think it was on Wednesday when uh, Life Feast uh, was going, and I think Tolu started talking about doctrine. And then during this prayer too, this morning, it's still in the same line concerning that area, right, of, okay, why do we need And things are like, okay, maybe we'll, I'll just you know, start there and then we'll, we'll see where things go. Amen. Amen. I'm still, you know, I'm still subject to the, to the Lord. You know, whatever I want to say, I might, that might be what is in my heart. I may have something else to say. Amen. But really, uh, let me go back to the aspect of doctrine. <laughs> so the scripture, well, let me say, I'm just teaching manner, the manner of the spirit. Right? So the, there's a manner in which the spirit operates. Right? It's not rigid. It is, it is, it is by, <laughs> that's, it's more of the training of revelation, Right? Combining the training of revelation with the establishment of doctrine. Right? So you have revelation flowing, and then you have doctrine. No, revelation flows with doctrine. Right? So it is with the light of doctrine that we begin to understand God's will. Amen? Amen. So that's the, that's the reason for doctrine. The reason for doctrine is to establish God's will. Amen. Amen. Right? So, to, for a soul to come into uh, the actual will of God, there is a need for the setting of doctrine and the understanding of doctrine. Amen. Amen. Now, if doctrine, if doctrine is not given, it is impossible for souls to go or mature. Amen. Amen. It's very impossible for souls to grow or mature. Now, what brought that thought really was, I, was, I began to think, about uh, milk of the word, things that we learned, and then things that, be, that we, we are now hearing in the word of righteousness, in the word of everlasting life, right? We began to compare it. And it might seem as though there's no major difference, right? When you look at it, you will hear, hear meekness, okay, be meek, be humble, okay? And then 
when we were learning the milk of the word, there is the aspect where everybody is learning. <coughs> Excuse me. All of us somehow, we come to the understanding, okay, don't be proud, um, don't lie. Uh, ah, there's a need for humility. If you don't have humility, uh, uh, you may not really, really journey far, something like that. I think it's about, but it's now that I'm even thinking about it. Uh, but when you really truly look at the teaching of all, uh, humility and all those things, please tell me if I'm wrong, or maybe if you have a, a different, a different, maybe I'm missing something. But what I see there really is that those understanding was not was not really tied to doctrine. Two, those understanding does not really talk about the or will or the person of God. It's actually centered around gift. Right? So, for example, if somebody is trying to be humble, they'll know that there is anointing. Then what begins to, what begins to make people fall or lose anointing is when they begin to come, become proud. So in order to keep the anointing, make sure you are humble. Right? So when, when you hear things around humility, uh, meekness, to me, if you ask me, me I, don't even, I don't think I've heard anything about meekness when I was learning milk of the word. I don't think I have. When, when you say meekness, I think in a way, quickly summarize it to humility or so. Yes. But I don't think I personally heard anything about meekness. I mean, if you, if you heard of it, please tell me. Maybe mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can learn too. I mean, what, what did we learn about meekness in that area? I, mean, I, don't, yeah. I don't see things like that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What we see is True. pray, yes, study, True. make sure you are fast, yeah. make sure you are spiritual. Yeah. What does that mean? Make, meaning that you pray all the time, you read your Bible. When it comes to talking about Bible, you, are, you, can, you can talk about Bible. Okay. When you are in church, you can function. Right? And make sure that when you are functioning, there is oil. Because when there's no oil, the people will go. Right? So, (laughs) when you really tired, and the thing we don't really understand at that time is intent. Right? Because when you now begin to talk about all these things, ask me, what is it really tied to? You will realize that it's mostly tied to the running of the church not really raising people that's just it and and it's so sad that today a lot of a lot of people in the body still don't understand that whereby the focus and the intent and please if you see we come to church clap sing praise with message seems innocent And and of course God loves that I mean at least let there be that and nothing right but the, the, the gaze of the people in the body is not yet centered on growth or growing the people or raising people. I mean, there are, I'm, I'm, I'm not you know, generalizing. There may, be, there may be some, right, that are you know, really, really, you know, maybe they have some level of understanding in that area. They want people to grow, although it's, it's still with milk. And to me, that is even way better than just growing people. Not even thinking about growing people at all. That is way better. If we can even find a place like that, that is safer than where everything is just about activities. Amen. Now, you'll be wondering, why, okay, why are you talking about this? Here's the truth of the matter. It is us that have 
emotional attachment. Right? When it comes to things concerning the things of God. Okay, and maybe if I'm in church, if I don't, okay, see. God, what God looks at is do these people think about what I want? Okay, there's something I actually do want. Even in milk. Are these people thinking about this thing at all? Okay, do you care about my things? That's really what God is looking at. So, although, you know, there is, there is, the, there is the sense of trying to keep, okay, let's keep up, let's, let's keep. But the truth is, if you check God, God what, what are you thinking about your body? I'm thinking about them growing. Okay, what, what are the things about, well, let them learn doctrine, learn righteousness. Because the, the whole thing that is mad for is these people to come to me. Right? So the, uh, we, can, we can have all kinds of activities around the things of God, but still not centered about growing into what actually matters. Right? <laughs> so you now, you now see that the intent is let's do all these activities, let's set these things up, make sure anointing is flowing, make sure oil is flowing. Even the person that is maybe functioning or doing something in church is, is under pressure that the anointing is flowing so that they can function. Why? Because if they can't function, they realize that people, ah, people are not getting anointing. Okay, people are not feeling the anointing, the oil. Okay, ah, what will happen? If this continues, people will start leaving. Now realize that the gaze is more about keeping people more than actually raising men. Amen. Now, see, God forgive me, you know, I didn't mean to talk this way today. Honestly, I didn't see myself talking like this today. Innocently, I just wanted to talk about doctrine, the importance. And, mm-hmm. But honestly, that's just the truth of the matter. <laughs> Amen. That's just the truth of the matter. Right? The truth of the matter is that at the end of the day, God is not going to ask you. So, after you've kept all the anointing, what do you have? The, honor, the truth of the matter is that God is not sentimental. If you like, sing on the altar every day. Lead worship. Let everybody be raising, say, singing your praise. Or maybe, you are, maybe it's usher you are ushering. Right? And as you are ushering, you are ushering people. Everybody's looking at you. And, and, there's, and, there's, and maybe they are, ah. You are growing. Especially when you're in that area. When people are saying you are growing, you have, to, you have to ask yourself, what are they seeing? When they say I'm growing, what are they seeing that they say I'm growing? Is it, a, is it because I come to church more? Or is it because I serve when it comes to things more? Right? Okay. Or are they, or are they seeing my manner of conversation? Right? So there's, that, there's, that, you know, there's all these kind of judgments that we may be leaving aside. And we have to be, and see, in the season and time we are in, we have to be wise. When it comes to what, know what you are doing for yourself. Know what you are doing to help out. Note what you are doing to grow. And don't confuse the, those things. Don't confuse them together. Right? What you are, know, know why you are doing and what you are doing. Sometimes, because we might feel sentimental about what we are doing. Okay, because I'm doing God. I'm not... When you are serving in a church, awesome, but know that you are doing that to help. That does not necessarily mean that is the service of God. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Okay. I know if, if people hear this thing now, 
People may be angry at me, but it's okay. Right? What we are fighting is a, is a devil. It's Satan we are fighting. And Satan, Satan is not ready eh, to let anybody go. I mean, you know, you know, maybe you're thinking you can bargain. Well, Satan, please. Uh, uh, see, let's just, let, <laughs> can you just leave me for some time? Right? Let me just, you know, just leave me. Let me just. He does not hear all those kinds. See, Satan does not hear what's called negotiation. Satan does not negotiate. What Satan deals with is in laws. If you have a law, <laughs> okay. Because what he brings to you is a law. When he's coming to you, he's not coming to negotiate the law, he's coming to install it. And what we deal with that is another law, higher than that law. In the court of law, you don't, you don't negotiate. People that are negotiating, they've already given up. They're not, okay, uh, so just take, see, you're already going to go to jail, right? You're going to go for life, but let's negotiate for just 30 years. The guy, what are you like about the guy? Is he going to jail? But that's even the court of law. But Satan, the only, the only court... That you understand mm. eh, is the court that God officiates, mm. and in there they don't negotiate. Uh, they don't negotiate. Leave them for a while. Mm. The 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 thoughts and the trans the 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 how do I put it? The the limit mm. or the thought in the one they are negotiating is eternal. They're not thinking two minutes. So if today they say, okay, let's negotiate about Brother John. So today I want you to leave Brother John alone for just two minutes. Everyone will never do that. Why? Because they don't care about two minutes. Two minutes is too small when it comes to eternity. Right? So what they are negotiating is eternal. So what they eternal life. That's, that's, the, that's the focus. Amen. So we should not confuse what we are doing. Or maybe, maybe feel because we are, we are serving a lot more. Then we are generating something. No. It's not. We are not generating... Serve, you, have to, you have to understand what true service is or what true spirituality is. And we have to be wise to guard it jealously. It's as simple, it's as, simple as this. Do you want life or do you want to just serve? It's as simple as that. But we, I mean, that doesn't mean we should not understand the reason why we should serve or why we are serving. Right, but let's just you know we are just we are helping out. That's why we serve. But the main goal mm. is to grow upward. Yes. Upward movement, raising, is what is important. Amen. Yes. So let me quickly re- rewind back to uh, to the the aspect of you know service or church or why why we keep the things that we keep in in milk, right? In that aspect, we don't really, I don't think we, we have really, we really have doctrine. That's the truth of the matter. We don't have doctrine then. So we have, don't lie, don't fornicate, don't covet. Uh, what else do we have in all the laws? Uh, okay. <laughs> don't steal. You see, those, those are the most, and if, if you check it, those things are majorly moral. Some of them is by moral. Mm-hmm. For, for us to have a spiritual sense to it is even different. Yeah. Right? You know, we can have morals and... Yeah. The moral and the scriptural thing are, are totally two different things. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right? You, somebody might be morally upright about not lying. Mm. But when you check that soul, that soul, mm. 
does not, when it comes to lying, why are you not lying? Because it's wrong. Okay, what's the spiritual sense to it? They have no clue. I mean that there's no sight about salvation of the soul inside. But all those things that we are doing, okay, let's not lie. So when I when I maybe I lie, it's more, I feel I feel hey I just lie the the Holy Spirit will move ah this thing you did because our spirit is alive. So when we are working against the there's a way the spirit ah, see in your, ah, this thing you shouldn't have then hey okay ah I shouldn't have lied oh, sorry but we still don't have the sight of why the spirit is doing that. What we have is oh I've sinned. If I sin I go to hell. But I want to go to heaven. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to make heaven. So all of us want to make heaven. We want to want to we don't want to go to hell. So you see what is driving it? There is no actual sense of spiritual understanding. Why shouldn't I lie? Why shouldn't I uh, do all these things that were written that I shouldn't do? There should be a spiritual sense, but we still don't what we do is just what is it? The height of it all is make sure anointing is flowing. When you sin, Holy Spirit will run away from you. Then when it runs away, you will feel empty, no more anointing, you can't perform. And, and when you're thinking about performing, you know that we all have different stages of performance. You know there's those that perform on the altar. <laughs> there's also those that perform among peers. There's those, there's those that perform among depart, interdepartmental performance. <laughs> performance is, all, is in all different kind of levels. So you just have to take your own wherever your own is. <laughs> but what is important, and, and, there's, and, and, and here's another thing, is that when we feel anointed, we have a, we have a sense of being close to God or spirituality. That's wrong. It's the wrong sense, actually. You now realize that the, the, what a believer is centered on is all these things, making sure that, okay, uh, I have some level of, how do I put it? Is it identity? Is it identity? Some kind of, this kind of identity thing linked to it in a way, whereby if you don't feel anointed, you feel like you've lost yourself. You feel like, ah, because... That's what you are really living for. Yes. Right? You, you can go about your day, but as long as that anointing is there, okay, well, I'm good anointing. So the moment you feel a little bit less anointed, you quickly go and pray. And then after you kabash, okay, you fast. The oil is flowing now. The oil is flowing. Okay. We are good. We are good. Now, nothing is wrong about all that, but we should have a sense as to why. What, what, what is it flowing from? What is the problem? What, what is it for? And the truth of the matter, what explains all those things is doctrine. Doctrine is what explains why of everything we do as believers. Without doctrine, the why won't really be solid. Or the why will be lacking spiritually. Right? So for example, you might tell somebody, uh, Make sure you're always praying. Make sure you're not giving yourself too much to watching movies. So that, why? So that you can feel anointed. Okay. Why is that important? 
Is it that he's wrong watching TV or moving? That's not the issue. Okay, but what's the focus? Why are you doing it? Should mm. understand? Okay, so what, what's it, what, what are you trying to get out of it? Right? Now imagine the understanding. It's just about feeling and method of feeling close to God. Right? And it has nothing to do with growth inwardly, spiritually. Realize that the moment you watch too much, it's just guilt. Not guilt everywhere here and then you'll be wondering, hey, I've watched too much. You now feel less spiritual. Then you quickly go and pray and then. Now realize that the old, the old, the, it's just a circle. <laughs> Rat race. What are we doing? But we, we need doctrine to solidify the why for growth upwardly. Wherever, wherever you see doctrine missing, right, you realize that men don't grow. That's the truth of the matter. You may have some level of growth, right, and when it comes to people, the truth of the, see, to be honest, the truth of the matter is this. If you see anybody in that kind of a setting that is growing, they must be tied to something else that have a measure of movement, movement upward. Let's just assume the only thing that the soul is exposed to is just going to church, serving that place they don't even like Holy Ghost. Uh, or when you say, yeah, the spirit, the spirit is nothing, right? Uh, all we care about is organization. Okay, make sure you are serving. Make sure you, make sure you, make sure you mark attendance. And if you didn't mark attendance and they ask, why didn't you come? Oh, I was busy. Okay, anger. Okay, why didn't you come? Okay, you didn't mark attendance. So, I, th- I think you now realize that your spirituality will be marked based on your attendance. If you are coming more often, yes, growing spiritual, committed, you are growing. That's a, that's a child of God serving. But let let that so just reduce attendance. But let that so be going through intense growth inwardly. Understanding hope, understanding the essence of life, and then attendance dropped. You know that many people will be angry at that kind of soul. You are backsliding. You are backsliding. Why? You are not a serious person. You are not serving. No, kind of a a shallow judgment. Indeed, this okay. What are you doing? Is it really that they are backsliding, or there's something going on inside? Right, but most of us may not, or we may not even give care to that. But we are still with about okay, there's no attendance, and that's 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 a measure for growth. But that's not true. That's not true. The measure for growth, we must be able to look deeper into the soul and see clearly to measure growth. But we can't do that if the focus is not about, about raising souls. Right, yes, we can't. But of people, we think about this. Oh yeah, everybody, oh, mark attendance, pray, or let's say in milk, don't lie. All the things I was saying earlier, you realize that we won't really, really be solid or bear fruit. We may grow a bit in a measure, in a little measure, but when it comes to God, we will not really journey far. So in milk, really, I don't see where. Doctrine is being laid. Or every doctrine that was laid in milk that is not actually growth centered, you realize that there's always a comma 
to it. It's always incomplete. How? Check it. If you have a doctrine that is solely only based on holiness, it's not enough. Why? Because you need more than that to grow. You need holiness. You need faith. Right? You need uh, repentance. You need baptism. Right? Those are different kind of doctrines. But they're not really doctrines. They're called elementary principles of the doctrine. In a way, right, it may seem like you can build doctrine around them. But truly, scripturally, they are not designed for, for to build doctrine on. I'm just seeing, I'm seeing it clearly better now. The, see, all those, let's read it. Although what I'm talking about, okay, but ah, God will help me. Amen. 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 I hope we have been blessed this morning. Yes, sir. So, let me go to Hebrews chapter 6, I believe. And then I'll read it. In verse 1, it says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. So you see here, it says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. So the truth of the matter is that where doctrine begins is really in Christ. Anything after that are called elementary principles. An elementary principle is not really a doctrine. They are just principles. And the truth of the matter is a principle may look like a doctrine, but it's not. It's his principle. Because in doctrine, you find principles. Amen. In short, it's like almost the, 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 the frame of doctrine can be, can be tied to some set of principles. But, what, but doctrine is not solely made up of principles. What are principles? You know, you can have principles like, I will not be lying. Then you can set up a principle never to lie. Right? You can have principles, but I am a child of God, I will not steal. Different principles, but principle is not doctrine. When you have doctrine, doctrine is tied to life. Doctrine is for life. But let me go further. I said, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. They begin to explain the principles here. Repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. You see here, say in verse 2, they said, of the doctrine of baptism. That's not the same as the doctrine of Christ. That doctrine of baptism is still a principle. It's not fully a doctrine for life. It's more, let me put it this way, it's a doctrine for principle. It's not doctrine for life. Does that make sense? Right? So you have doctrine of baptism and of laying on of hands. Right? 
you have uh, the foundation of you have repentance from dead works, right? You have you have doctrines built on that. If you check in the body, generally, and, and and here's the thing: when we think about the body, we don't think about the body with doctrine. That's why there's so much division, right? Why? Because some they may have repentance, some may have baptism, some may have. Uh, Laying on of hands. Some may have bits and pieces of them put together. Mm-hmm. Right? But we are not thinking awesomely. Mm-hmm. So, not, if you now begin to think about why, where some sense comes from. Yes. Sense like, this is what God has sent me to go and preach. That's what God has sent you to go and preach. Wow. That is your calling. This is my calling. Wow. It's because we lack understanding of doctrine. And if we lack understanding of doctrine, we lack, we lack understanding of the program of salvation. Wow. Right? So where that disparity comes in is more of like the, the lack of the understanding of the doctrine of God. So everybody can, I can, I can easily come and tell you, you know, this. And, uh, and here's the thing is that there are all kinds of things tied to that. I don't know why I'm talking in this direction. Okay. You know, there's all kinds of things tied to that, whereby you know, somebody that said, oh, this is what God has sent me to teach. Why is it that when he hears somebody teaching other things, he's sticking with this is what God has sent me, that's what God has sent you. Why can't that so make a judgment and say, ah, this thing, we need it in the body. I only have this dog. I didn't have this one. How can I have this also? You don't see that sense. The sense you see is everybody separating. You separate. Okay, yeah, this is what God has sent me. But when when you not check the intent, somewhere it might be tied to ambition. You see that kind of structure. When you see those things, don't just think about what they are doing or saying. See soul frame. Imagine a soul that is saying, this is what God has sent you, but can't discern. Ah, we need this. You now realize that that soul, inwardly, they won't be able to easily, right? That soul won't be able to easily take from others. It will be difficult. Now, take one that you know that maybe that, maybe that person is, let's say a minister now of the gospel. Come, oh, that pe- okay, let me bring that, let them just come and teach. Right, just teach uh, because I, I like you, I like the way you teach. Uh, just come and teach my people. Mm. No, most most in the in the body now these days. I don't know. I'm slow and it seems slow. Abby. In the body these days, you see preachers inviting themselves to come and okay, mm-hmm. that man of God. Come, ah, you come, come. The reason why they are inviting mm. is not necessarily because they are seeing how they are seeing ah, how do I put it? Mm. <laughs> it's not that they are seeing the need in the body. That makes sense. The reason is more of <laughs> gather people, relationship based, make it work. Hmm, thank you. It's more of okay. Let's say that person is a prophet. I'm gonna call that prophet. Why? Because you know that that prophet manifests in some kind of t- and people like that thing. Okay, bring that prophet. You know, people don't really care too much about doctrine. 
or what the Lord is doing in the body. What is, what is God's will? What is God's plan for the body? And see, it takes a soul. It takes, it takes, it takes a soul that God has helped to see, to know what salvation is, to actually think that way. If heaven has not helped the soul to understand the true reason for calling, that soul will not really think about, okay, what does God think concerning the body? And make judgment from there. We'll just be thinking about our, okay, we're just Christians. You know, some of us, we still think about Christians. Just generally, okay, we're just Christians. Not thinking about what God, what is okay for Christians. What does God want for us? So, like I was saying, the, the main focus ought to be by doctrine. By, and doctrine explains what God is doing. Amen. So, like I was saying, when ministers, they don't look at the body, they just think about, let me make it work. You come teach the people, but they may never be able to recognize the gift or things that God has put into someone. Amen. And we see that a lot. I mean, in the school of the spirit, you see a lot of things being said. No, for example, you'll be wondering, ah, they talk a lot about reverend. Okay. Okay. Uh, everybody's reverencing. Okay. Why? Why? Are they? Okay. Do you believe that God can send somebody? Do you, just, do you not believe in that concept? Yes, I do. Okay, then why will you be angry that God can give something to someone? Because you know it kind of sense. <laughs> if someone is thinking body-wise and growth-wise, they can easily recognize, ah, this thing, we need it in the body. Because the person is not, is not, is not men-focused or numbers. They are focused about growth. How can we as a body of Christ move forward? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let me move further in uh, Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 6, uh, verse 2. It says, Of the doctrine of baptism and of laying on of hand, and of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. I said, This we will do if God permits. So all these things, they are not necessarily doctrines. Where doctrine begins is really through the learning of the doctrine of Christ. Amen. Because it says, Therefore, Leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on, on to perfection. Not say on, on to perfection, right? Leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on, on to perfection. So there's something called perfection, which you ought to move forward into, right? But we can't move there if we are lacking. The, the doctrine of Christ. Amen. Now, so what was I saying all these things? It's mainly to explain the aspect of what we have as principles. So in, the, in, the, in milk, amen, in milk, we have all kinds of things, all kinds of judgment. Let me start from that, that, that one that I started earlier. Let me start from just the, the simple, let's not lie. Right? Let's not uh, be, be humble. Let's start from be humble. We've, 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 I mean, I don't know if anybody have any thought around meekness. In that meekness area, uh, milk, I don't even know what that means. Right? Uh, unless you've heard it, please tell me so that maybe I can know. Well, maybe that used to happen. But really, 
I don't know anything about meekness. When, it come, when, it, when the make of the word, yeah. meekness was no nothing. When I, even, in short, when I even see meekness in scripture, I don't think I even think too much about it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the best, after, <coughs> I've thought about it. Amen? Amen. He's been humble. Yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah. But these things is not just there simply to just, oh, I'll be humble and that's it. Humility is in nature. You can't be trying to have humility to keep anointing and think you have the nature. There are two different things. I guess the reason why I'm saying is I think maybe to center more on the reason for being a, a believer, a Christian. Why are we doing the thing we do? Maybe just give up. Maybe we can just think a little bit more into in depth yeah. into these things, not just on the surface. Because really, milk doesn't give us depth. Milk was giving us just surface, and that's why they call it principles, right? They call it elementary principle. Because you can have something, you can have the knowledge of something shallow, not really in depth. And you now realize that when you have a shallow, shallow understanding of something, it doesn't do much good, right? Where you can be skillful about something is when you have in-depth knowledge. Is that, for example, now, if you have a, a, a bachelor degree, right? Let's say in engineering now. What you have is still shallow, even though it's awesome. When you move into the engineering world, bachelor's degree, the world will still consider you, you are an engineer, engineer. we clap for you. Mm-hmm. In short, you can become a professional engineer in that area. Yeah. Right? But the aspect of being a professional talks about in-depth knowledge. It's not just about, you just graduated. When you just graduated as an engineer, they will tell you you are an engineer in training. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you are still in training. You're not, you, are not, you are not really, if you want to check you, we, are, we can't really consider you an engineer. You are still an engineer in training. We are still training you to be an engineer. What you have is the foundation for to be an engineer. Now, just look at that thought now. Let's do that and then let's mirror it with the, with, with the milk of the word. Now, see that as an engineer like that, you have prestige. People look at you. You study engineering? Do you see the iron ring? Oh, you're an engineer. Ah, even though you just graduated. Right? Your parent or my parent, they will tell all their friends. Or let's say our parent. They will tell all their friends. My son is an engineer. He graduated in the university, let's say maybe in Canada, and he's a professional engineer, even though the person has not. You know, so <laughs> the one they just add, he goes BSA and mechanic. Ah! That's to, to, for them, that's it. But in the, in the professional world, that person is not really an engineer. So just think about the milk of the world that way. When you drink milk well, you can be like that. Where you have foundation, you have what it takes to become. If I can summarize milk that way. Milk is that you have what it takes to become. You are not yet. So milk is to make you a, 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 a learner in doctrine. You are, you, are, you, are, you are a learner of doctrine in training. 
if I can use that word, hen. You are, you are in training. Right? How do I know you are in training? It's t- they tell us in chapter 5, verse uh, 13. It says, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. It says, But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern good and evil. Now, what I want to pick here is that word that says, have their senses exercised, right? Now, although this is clear to us that what they are talking about here, they're not even talking about milk level, right? They're talking about strong meat. Before you get to strong meat, you need meat, right? Before meat, you need milk. No, I remember, I remember those days. We were talking about strong meat. <laughs> Honestly, all our, all our, when we say strong meat, the summary of that is that you can quote Bible, yeah. you can explain Bible, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you are chewing strong meat. All that means is that you are not just a believer that prays and reads your Bible, and that's where you, that's it. Mm-hmm. It means that you, you have insight, a hand. Some awesome insight into it. So, for example, now you see about praying and reading Bible, but just talk more about. See, you know why you need to pray. So, when you pray, heavens in the heavens, things shift. Prayer is a shifting power. By the time you begin to pray, imagine just pray for five hours. Five hours. Just keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Everyone will hope we can break into vision. Can walk. Yeah, can walk. When you see that kind of person, be like, ah, that guy gets strong in me too. That guy, is, that guy is not. That guy is not drinking milk. He's chewing meat. Bone of the world. I think I remember that time. I remember that one. It's true. Say this one is not, it's, ah, say bones belong to, to, to sons, not, not babies. <laughs> and see, see those sons that you're talking about? They're talking about those performers. Performers. Manifest. Manifest. <laughs> performers, manifestors, sons of God. Ah, when we hear thoughts of sons of God at that time, do you know what used to come to our head? Eh? I don't know about others, but for me, I know, I know that when you go back to Sons of God, there's a picture I have. Sons of God. Hi. As you are walking, healing will just be taking place. When you pray for somebody, healing will take place. And then as you are, as you are going, I will not be picturing Father Nash and Charles Finney. I'll be thinking, ah! Sons, manifest. What is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God? All those things, exploits, man. We are thinking of things. So that is an encouragement to pray for long hours, read your Bible, so that it can flow, and it can drop, so you can be a son. That's that's what was in my, our mind. That I don't know. Okay, maybe for let me say my from in my mind that was in my mind. 
And I know for some conversations too, right, that I've had with you know a couple of friends in that time, there's a sense of that too. Ah! When you know, I see some people, somebody manifest someone that, can, that, can, that, that guy, they see you visionary. When you see some gifts manifest, right in song, you'll be wondering, ha! That person is high, oh. high in the spirit. But they're just seeing visions anyhow. Me too, I want to see visions. Let me Something will happen. We forget that. <laughs> you see something? Thank you. Forgetting that this thing is the spirit that distributes as he wills. You can't corner Holy Ghost into doing it. If he did it, it means he chose to do it. Yeah. Of course, those kind of things happen under, those kind of things that Holy Ghost does happen under presence. When I say presence, I'm not talking about the presence of God. Though. I'm talking about anointing, just anointing upon, not within, just anointing upon. Under, and sometimes we've connected the dot. You know, when you pray a lot, read your Bible. Of course, Holy Ghost is around that area. Is that you know, you've know the formula how to call Holy Ghost. Then you do it. And then as you are feeling anointed, you know, see that anointing is not even for you to go and perform. It's for you to grow. Yeah. And here's the funny thing. So when that anointing is flowing for you to go and manifest other things, so you know that that one is not for you. That one is for the body. When you begin to look at the gift, the, the way God sets the gift in the body uh, is actually for the body. And here's the funny part. Holy Ghost can choose to, maybe you are somewhere, maybe in a meeting, or maybe you are praying in your house, and then something came upon you, and they begin to see into vision. Ah, I was seeing. It's okay. It's for the body. Right? Or let me, let me, let me even, see the, one, see the one in your room. That one is even different. Let me, let me not even do that one. Let me just use that as an example. That one is even different. Let's say you in a in a set maybe amongst believers you know, we are praying and different things and then all of a sudden a presence and then broke into vision. You know because that happened, a soul can quickly tie their spirituality to that. As ah, I'm growing. You know, this thing was able to. It's not for you. Yes, sir. Wow. Is is this is as the spirit wills. So when you see the gift, the, like we know the nine gift functional in the body. Yeah. It is actually for to address things in the body. Mm. It's not for us to profit for ourselves. Mm. It's not wow. for. Mm. And sometimes, mm. the way Holy Ghost can choose to manifest the gift in different believers, you don't even know. Yeah. Why? Because what Holy Ghost is thinking about is not what you are thinking about. Mm. Holy Ghost, can, like Pastor Mikael mentioned in one meeting, how can this brother, that is very, like, you, when you look at this brother, you'll be like, <laughs> you want to give up to God. Like, like, God, what are you doing? Like, this brother, what should we do? But in meeting, you see the same brother, tonguing. That bullshit, I mean, and they will interpret, and you'll be, I, I, and instead of you, you'll be wondering, brother, can you please just keep quiet? Right? Because, the way we are thinking is not the way Holy Ghost thinks. You just keep quiet. Now what I'm saying is, it's also to also help our senses too. In case maybe somebody, maybe the person is feeling bad that, oh, me, I'm not manifesting gift. Calm down. It's not, not manifesting gift. It's not a proof. 
Manifesting gift is not a provider. Yeah. Just because you are not seeing vision or tonguing or interpreting does not mean you don't have a part. No, it doesn't mean. Yeah? It just simply means that Holy Spirit have not decided to manifest the gift. Is the one that distributes the gift as he wills. Right? So can today, maybe you are just praying something, and then only, psh, or he can choose to activate certain gift in yeah. believers. Yeah. I say, I'm talking about gift of the spirit. Right? So that is set in the body and for the body. It's not necessarily for a believer to shine. Or for a believer to tie their spirituality to it. When gift manifests, the believer should even be humble. Ha! Thank you. I guess that's where you know we're not started talking about be humble and so that the thing can flow. That's true. Right? But when it's flowing, it's not a proof that you are spiritual. It's not a proof that you are growing. It just means that Holy Ghost is at work inside of you. Amen. Holy Ghost is at work. Inside whatever it chooses to operate, Holy Ghost is at work. And there's a sense. Why Holy Ghost will do that? Like I was saying, the brother that we're all eating, why are you tonguing? Holy Ghost can be doing that yeah. to just keep the brother. Yeah. It's possible that if that brother doesn't have that, can easily just walk yeah. away and disappear. Yeah. God, it is that everybody is saying and talking about, ah, I don't understand, let me just be going. But when, cause when those things flow, there's some level of joy that comes with it. Right? <laughs> that joy, sometimes... Is what we misinterpret that we turn to pride. <laughs> right? We can misinterpret that name. Pride. Ah! Me. When, when, maybe you are not even talking. Just, just the way you talk to other believers. Maybe the way you see yourself. Begin to say, ah, may I see visions now? Uh, <laughs> so those ones, they don't see visions. They, they only tongue. Well, vision is more powerful than just tongue. I'm seeing it. They, they are just talking. They don't even know what they are, what they are talking. They are not seeing me. I look into this. I look at, open their hair. Plainly. Me, I see plainly. You know, you know those times, God, just, God talks to the people of Israel in dreams. But to me. <laughs> but to me. It's face to face. <laughs> So we're not all the same, we're not on the same level. Mm. Mm. For, for those that see, when, when I see the company of those that see face to face, I know I'm among, amongst company. Wow. Right? Wow. Yeah. So those guys, we, we, we start, we see, the worldly sense will bring it into the body. It's a worldly sense. Class is a worldly sense. Class is the wisdom of the world. It's Satan's way of actually dominating. That's, uh, Satan will always make sure there are some that dominate others. Yeah. Why? Because he wants to make... It's even the person that is the, in the least eh, in the class, in the system, the least person will still be classifying themselves above others. Yeah. As, as poor as they may be, as, as low as they may feel, they'll think, see those ones, maybe let's say the homeless people, ah, they are lower than me. <laughs> Me, I'm still better than that. And then they'll be looking up to the ones ah, I want to attain. See the one, two, maybe on the shoe, be looking to the world that is like, ah, I want to attain. See, it's a chain. 
and what and what they are all pursuing has nothing to do with righteousness mm. or the life of God. Amen. Amen. So let me. I don't. I don't know. I'm joining here again, but let me. Let me. Although I was, I was talking about it, it felt a little bit sweeter. So, <laughs> but let's go back to to the word. Amen. Amen. So the 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 gift, right, is mainly for the body. It's not for. It's not for individual believers. And God said to function in the body. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um. So in milk of the word, like I was saying, the reason why we do most of the things we do, the max of it, right, is to have some level of principle concerning doctrine. Mm. What we need to do is to exercise. I'm talking about the, the, the sense I was, I was talking about earlier is, so for everyone that uses milk, is unskillful in the word of of righteousness, for he is a babe. So in milk, we are unskillful in the word of righteousness. Because word of righteousness is a step further from milk. But what we ought to do with milk is to exercise ourselves thereby. Exercise is, is not only in Christ. You know this thing that they're talking about, like I was saying earlier, is in meat, right? And on this how I go to the gift area. This exercise is in meat for strong meat. Right? So, so but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. Now, someone that is of full age, right, is no longer a baby. Right? Is no longer unskillful. In the word of righteousness, right? And said, foolish, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So this, this company that are meat believers, so these meat believers, that those, those ones that eat meat, they are called Christ. So it's a Christ that continues to exercise their senses. What they are exercising is the Christ sense. Now, there's, all, there's the milk sense yes. also. So the milk sense needed to be exercised. So exercise is something, it, it is trans... Milk, meat, strong meat. It's trans... What's the word for that? It's trans... It's, it's trans... <laughs> I like that word transmitted. <laughs> it is transmitted. Yeah. No transmit is yes. you are making it move. Yeah. You are transmitting, mm-hmm. broadcasting. Yeah. So the exercise is a is a practice that God installs in it. If anybody is going to grow, that exercise must be there. Mm-hmm. If a believer don't know how to exercise, they can't transit from milk to meat or from meat to strong meat. Amen. So exercise is something that we should be raised with. So there is the, that level of exercise in milk, you know. It, and I think I believe I mentioned this exercise earlier. So continue. Let the conversation continue. Mm. Eh? Exercise. Keep exercising. Now there's the, there's the exercise in doctrine. There's the exercise in deed. Wow. Right. Exercise is not just only in trying to understand. Mm-hmm. Exercise is also in deed. In doing. Mm-hmm. 
Because doctrine is meant for to be done. Right? <laughs> it's meant for to be done. You do doctrine. And that's why, you know, in milk, you can see some people carve out holiness. So the holiness movement, right, it was something that God was adding to the body. So there was holiness movement. See, there's the peak of it is the faith movement. There's been some level of faith, you know, not necessarily full movement. There's been some level from what I've known. I mean, there's still more to it. I don't think I know everything fully. But from what I've seen and understood, there's been some level of growth in faith gradually. Right? Until it peaks in again. Then you have other kinds of movement. You have holiness movement. You have um, scripture union. It's still, it's still some level of holiness movement. But I think they added word in a way to that one. Right? So it's like taking part of holiness movement and adding a little bit to it. So scripture union. But there, there's been, there is all kinds of... So you have the Baptist, right? You have the Catholic from there. Charismatic movement. All the different kind of movement that have taken place. What God was doing <clears throat> was pretty much adding to the body. Because God knows... God is a master builder. And where God is building, he adds. God doesn't just do something and make it all summer at the beginning. No. God starts little and begins to add to it. Yes, sir. See, and this, this thing eh, should make all of us relax. Why? If you want to do anything in life, have that concept. Even when it comes to growing spiritually, have that concept. Where chaos comes is... Because maybe because they are thinking about it, you think you should be yeah. superpower now, yes. should be, should be, should be, uh, should be uh, uh, su- my, uh, Superman, right? And then you are seeing your lack somewhere, you'll be like, hey, I'm not growing, you know. No, 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 calm down. Rel- calm down. What is important is that you are exercising. Make sure you are exercising. Now, see, if God will grow a believer, he knows where he wants to take his eternal life. He won't just throw you into what he won't just add Christ and forget everything else that needed to be added to it. It will be added to you. You see, in Second Peter, add to your faith virtue. Add is a wisdom of building. Wisdom of adding. God adds. You see that throughout scripture. God is always adding to, adding to, adding to. Now see how God grows a work. Right? Or see anything that God grows. No, most of the time when things grow, we don't think about God. We just think, oh, maybe we are doing something is working. Mm-mm. No, God knows what He's doing. He'll be adding. Okay, now they have this. Now they need this. Let me add to that. Okay, now they have this. They need this. Let me add to that. God doesn't want to throw us into chaos. If God is adding three things at the same time, it means that you are capable. If it's adding four things at the same time, it means that you can take it. And what that means is that there's been foundation for all those things to be added. Right? If there is no foundation for things to be added, the first thing God will do is let that foundation sit there. Because God can, does not know how to raise things imperfectly. 
It is us that have that sense. Whereby we see error somewhere, we ignore it and add to it. Maybe an engineer is building, right? And as they are building, they just notice that, ah, this thing will not really work. And we can do Mago Mago now. Let's just, <laughs> let's cover this. You know, in Nigeria, we have that plague. It's a plague there in Nigeria. Patching, we like patching. No, not even patch. You know, patching is good. Patching. No, yeah, they patch. If the road is bad, okay, let's patch it so that the road is okay. We don't patch. What we do is we, we cover. <laughs> there's a difference between patching and covering. <laughs> so if there's a pothole eh, and it's deep that it can kill a soul, instead of fixing it and patching, they'll just you know, put uh, you know, Aladdin carpet. They'll just lay it on top. You know, you know, you know what will happen? As they believe, maybe somebody's working. Ah, they'll think like, wow, what a nice carpet around here. And they just bless leg and then they just sink. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we do. But heaven doesn't part. They, they, don't, they don't cover. They build. Heaven build. They have, they add. They add. And we should have that sense of adding. So in anything we do, in life, business, work, um, career, have the wisdom of adding. If something is, and, and you see this, right? You also have that in a way. If you want to grow in a career, they'll tell you, go and learn this. Okay, to move forward, to be able to do this, there are some things you need to go and learn. Okay, go and learn that. <laughs> they didn't do that just for the sake of classifying people. Yeah. It's to ensure that by the time you get here, you have what it wow. takes wow. to function. Wow. Now imagine somebody that wants to become, I was, I, I think I was, hey, sorry, you. Uh, now let me, I think I, was, I should start moving towards the main, main meat of the thing so that we can end this thing. But we're talking about uh, somebody, you know, just a, but ah, let me not use that example because it's classified. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can share it. But I mean, somebody, somebody else is a, somebody was talking to me about someone, but maybe I don't, I don't know if I, I can say that, but let me just give the sense, an example. This one is a, it's a general theory. <laughs> Let's say somebody I've decided to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. Want to be an engineer? You have no background in engineering. What you have been doing is you have been going to work in construction. Right? You know when they are building houses, you have construction workers. Some that you know, frame the house and all those things. And as a result, you, you now decided to go and apply to a civil engineering company that builds structures. Let's say the company decided to be, let me not say foolish. Let's say they, they decided, to, you know what? Let's give you the benefit of the doubt. Or oh yeah, let's go and, so we have a structure we want to build, let's put you there. Please, what is that guy going to do? It's going to construct. It's not going to engineer the building. <laughs> but what, what's the problem really there? The problem is that the building won't be built properly. That's even the person was able to function to build the building. 
But what will mostly happen is that that person can't function the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge needed to function in their role to, let's say, be an engineer to do the structural analysis and everything of the building. They can't do that. So what they'll be doing, they'll be at work, looking at their computer every day. Oh, yeah? Functional? I don't know what to do. Why? Because they don't have the tool inside of them. Because what we used to function, even career-wise, is knowledge. When that knowledge is missing, you won't be able to function properly. And that's why there's need for addition. So to function here, there's a knowledge I need. Maybe there's somewhere, a place I need to grow in. And then maybe I'll go learn it. And then I'll be able to function there. Amen. Amen. I mean, there may be some jobs where you can learn on the, on the job if, it, if it's allowed. But even that learning on the job requires some foundation. You can't just go and learn on the job as an engineer. You can't. In sh- in, now, how, how can you learn on the job? Imagine, you didn't take calculus. You have no clue about... See, the hardest, the hardest part of engineering in math is all those integration and differentiation thing. And there is actually a knowledge of it. Integration and differentiation is just... I mean, they use it in experiment for different things, right? Or, for example, they even use it in economics. You can use integration to predict the market. So you have... You have something, then integrate it. Meaning that if this thing, or it's more like integration is more like making something to work theoretically and see the end point. So let's say we have this bottle now. This size, I can integrate this size to a bigger size and see what it will look like. Okay, what size will it be? What shape will it be when I integrate it? How big would the, would the um, circumference of the bottle need to be? Right? But it's not something without a foundation. You can't integrate from zero. If you do that, what you get is zero. So meaning that, if you are good, because learning on the job pretty much is more like a, it's a, it's a sense of integrating. Yeah, they are integrating you. If you don't have foundation for it, forget about integration. Forget about growing. I don't know why I'm talking about this one now. What's this career thing? Okay, let me move on. But let me, let me finish. So integration, we we move from integration, right? There has to be a foundation. There has to be something that you can integrate. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the, the how you integrate spiritually is by exercise, right? Amen. But let me move further. I think I've spent enough time there, so I can begin to to bring this to an end. So I can really, really, you know, centering on my thought when I was thinking about this thing. Amen. So, so for everyone that uses milk, is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe, right? So, in milk, there is a need for exercise there as well, so that by the time we get to the meat of the word, we can really function. Now, the meat of the word is where doctrine begins. <clears throat> Amen. That's where doctrine begins. Now, what is that doctrine for? That doctrine, what it's for is very simple. It's to deal with sin. Why? The doctrine here is the doctrine of the word of righteousness. Now, what is righteousness for? The reason for righteousness is so that we can have an answer to sin. Now, imagine when we are lying and we say we should not lie. Right? But we don't still yet have an answer fully to sin. 
Okay, let's say people that, let's say they are lying and they are like, ah, stop lying. They say, I can't help myself, I just kept lying. The problem is that they don't have an answer to the sin. Imagine any problem, I'm just talking about lying now, but there are all kinds of problems that can show face. It could be lying, it can be adultery, it can be fornication, it can be what else? But any, just, eh? Stealing, <laughs> by biting, any, name anything whatsoever you can name. No, everybody is not the same. Some, their problem is lying. Some, their problem is backbiting, right? <laughs> See, all those spectrum of souls, they need an answer. The answer is righteousness. But you can't get righteousness without its doctrine. If you have righteousness and you don't have its doctrine, forget ever even being raised by righteousness. God, the doctrine is the key to the life. Or, let me put it this way. How, how you work out the life, or how you can see the life, is by the doctrine. Amen. Amen. So let me go to uh, Timothy. Who knows that, uh, part, that passage in Timothy? I believe it's First Timothy. Say, oh, uh, give Give yourself to them. Uh, oh, Timothy is before. Okay. First Timothy four fifteen. Eh? Okay. It says okay. Let me read from fourteen. Say, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy. With the laying on of the hands of the people's tree. So meditate on these things. Give thyself only to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Now says in verse 16. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself. And them that hear thee. See, here it says, take heed unto thyself and unto the, doc- and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. So take heed unto doctrine. Continue in them. There is two senses I'm seeing there. So take heed to doctrine means learn doctrine. Mm-hmm. Continue in them means do them. Yeah. Right? And it's something that has to be done continuously. It says, uh, continue in them. For in doing this, let's talk about doing Thou shalt both save thyself. And the word I'm looking for here is that save thyself. Meaning that it is impossible to go through salvation program without doctrine. So, you'll be wondering, why did God decide to give doctrine to Egin? And now, we are hearing word of righteousness as a doctrine. No, doctrine is not just coming to just teach something and not disappear. Right? Doctrine is laying, laying things, yeah. foundations, laying things as they are, arranging things scripturally as God would want us to arrange them. Yeah. It's not everybody that have that wisdom. Yeah. In Egin's time, it's not everybody that have that wisdom. Right? You may have many people teaching faith. Most people that are taught faith, we're not laying faith. We're not arranging them. Right? Where you see that grace is on that again. Where it will tell you, this is faith. Okay, this is not faith. Now, this is the gift of the Spirit. 
This is not the gift of the Spirit. This is how you do confession. This is not how you do confession. Okay, this is spirit, soul, and body. Okay, this is growing spiritually. This is how you grow spiritually. In all the teaching that he was teaching, not that I meant, but you notice something. He was laying foundation. Right? Not just laying foundation. He was arranging things spiritually. What that means is that if things are not arranged like that, we cannot really, really see the blessing in that for salvation. Amen. Amen. God, God, please give me your trance. There's, there's something I'm trying to say, right? I'm trying to explain it. And the reason why I'm saying all these things, right, earlier, I don't know if I can stand up. Let me see, maybe if I stand up. Uh-huh. There's, a different, there's, a, there's a different feeling when I'm standing. <laughs> yes, see this there. You people are laughing at me now. Amen. So there is a, there is a different sense to just doing things for the sake of just hearing it. And there's a different sense when you have the doctrine. What am I saying? Is you see many believers today that have different things inside of them. Some of them learnt about, okay, be spiritual, read your Bible, pray. Different things that we've learned about being spiritual. Okay, don't, don't lie, right? Be humble. That aspect of the hand, because I know, I guess the reason why is because I have a sense of believers that talk about, oh, be humble, humble. Their goal is to humble everybody. It's true. Their goal is to humble everybody. How? Okay. You, don't, don't speak. God cannot be talking just to one person. Right? Everybody, God has given something. We know. Okay. Why don't you want someone to teach? Why is it that you want everybody? Okay, it means that there's some spiritual inferiority complex. There's all kinds of there's all kinds of things in there. And why, okay, what's your reason? And if one person is teaching, there will be uh, the person would stand in the place of God, and then the, the body will not. But that, that's not that's not the problem. What is really you want to humble everybody? Okay, okay, you humble the person. The person will not talk. Are you okay? All of us will talk. Okay, no problem. Now, has your problem been solved? No. Okay, do you still have tendency to lie? Yes. Do you still have a lot of humility issues? Yes. So, make everybody, <laughs> humbling everybody. It's not good to answer the question. Amen. Because it is not by that. I mean, you can have a, uh, a setup where it's still one person teaching and there's still no humility. And there's, like, it's not by just uh, the way they arrange it, like, okay, everybody, everybody must, <laughs> because if you do that, that person will not be proud. They will know that God has picked others. Wow. But that's not the issue. Yeah. I don't think the person yeah. does, know, does not know that God speaks through others. Mm. You know, that's not the issue. Mm. It's that there's a way God sets things spiritually. Yeah. Now realize that the sense they are using is different. It's a worldly sense. Because when you look at that, that solution is men trying to solve a problem. Yeah. So are you not telling me that God that has been walking through ages, days and time, and be raising men the same way, doesn't have sense? Wow. That's just a summary of it. Are you, okay, so you think now, because you now, you've come into the knowledge of God, all of a sudden, God is not wise enough. Mm-hmm. This is that you see throughout scripture, all of a sudden, become the the 
the the system of Babylon, the system of the world. Ah, ah, it's not like that. It's like, what are you fighting? There's something they themselves they are fighting. There's all kinds of things. It means that there is, in that, in that setting, there is all kinds of spiritual inferiority complex and all kinds of problems flowing. That's the issue. Everybody doesn't know their place. That's just it. And they are exalting gift. They say they don't exalt gift too. But they are exalting gift because they don't really know the focus. The focus is salvation. Now, why am I saying this? It's because in that company, they also have the system or, or the, the understanding of be humble, be meek. But does that really solve the problem? It doesn't. I was wondering, okay, so why, even after we knowing all these things, as Christians, we know that we should not lie. We know that we should not uh, steal. We know that all these things that they say in Scripture we should not do. We know it. But why is it that it is not really being raised, be, it's not be, being set inside of us as a stature or as understanding whereby we know to refuse evil and to take good. Not, the reason why we do something is because we still don't have the understanding yet. It's as simple as that. Maybe we're still, ah, I'm struggling in the place. What's really missing is understanding. The day understanding dawn. For, see, that problem is solved. <laughs> means the righteousness have appeared. Yeah, yes, Amen. Yeah. And that's also, the, like I said, is the wisdom of adding. How? God wants to give understanding. But he won't give you understanding first. What he first gives you is wisdom. Then you add to wisdom understanding. You add to understanding counsel. You add to counsel might. When all these things are added together, they come into knowledge. Or when I say, well, when God wants to give you knowledge? Because on knowledge is not wisdom. It's not understanding. Yeah. Knowledge is not counsel. Yeah. Knowledge is not might. There's the wisdom of adding. Yeah. So the first addition is wisdom, understand, wisdom and understanding. Then the next God will add counsel and might. Then all that, they have their work that they are doing. It will sum up into knowledge within the soul. Which after that, we can now ah, I have the knowledge of God. Right? Because most of the time we mistake, you know, that wisdom aspect where scripture is opening up. Ah, I'm knowing Bible. You say as knowledge. That's not knowledge. Knowledge is totally different. So, I'm not saying, so why is it that this thing, we don't, we, we don't, we know it, but we see how we struggle. Why is, why is the word of righteousness now potent to address the issue? And then, as I was thinking, the Holy Ghost just began to talk. He's now explaining. He says, doctrine. Mm-hmm. Where you have doctrine, life can flow. Why? Because doctrine, you can practice the life. Mm-hmm. Now, so when you hear what the writers say, they teach everything. But all those things that are being taught, mm-hmm. that's what it sums up to. Mm-hmm. Right? It sums up to. So everything that we're teaching, what the writers say, we're teaching Christ. Yes. So word of righteousness. There's word of righteousness, word of eternal life. So the word of righteousness, what it's for, mm-hmm. is to install Christ. So when you have that word coming, not just as, not, not just as revelation. No revelation is not a doctrine. How do I explain this thing? But let me, maybe, maybe after we read, there's a particular scripture I should have gone to that. Ah, no, it's still here. We are still in Timothy. 
I'm trying to round up. Amen. Amen. I, I believe that one is the second Timothy chapter chapter two, verse sixteen, there about. But let me see. Uh Verse 25. Let me read from verse 24. It says, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient in meekness. So instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to acknowledging of the truth. Wait till, ah, where is it? Okay, that's not it. Sorry, it's chapter 3. Let me from verse 15. It says, And from a child that was known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise, unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction for instruction in righteousness amen. amen now i think that's this is exactly what i'm trying to explain now if we look at it see all scripture is given for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness those are the things that takes place within a soul for salvation amen if you don't have doctrine you can hardly be reproved. Does that make sense? You can hardly be corrected. You can hardly be instructed. So the first they mentioned is doctrine. Right? But before they started talking about all scripture is given. Now let's go if a verse earlier. Hey! Let me that's the flow. Let me just let me flow like that. I know I did that earlier first Timothy I was reading, right? Talking about for salvation. And that was what I was taking. Say, take it, you will save thyself. You give it to doctrine. They will save that you will be saved. Then in this verse, now saying that in verse 14. Say, but continue at second Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. Say, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Verse 15. And that from a child that has known the holy scripture which are able to make thee wise. You see here that before you even get to doctrine you have to be wise. Now you are talking about wisdom. Right? Now this wisdom is a spirit. Holy scripture can make thee wise. Holy Scripture, there was none the Holy Scripture, which is able to make thee wise. It means that the Holy Scripture can make you and me wise. Now, if the Holy Scripture, now I'm, I'm, there's a thought I'm trying to, to think. If the Holy Scripture can make thee wise, it means, okay, so what, what do we have access to before that? I mean, we have been reading Bible, right? Yeah. We know things yeah. about, about don't lie and all those things. And we'll be reading Bible, we have been having all kinds of revelation yeah. in the milk of the word, yeah. right? 
but you notice that our revelation did not pass our doctrine. Yes, sir. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Our revelation yeah. did not pass doctrine. Yeah. It means that your revelation cannot grow yes. beyond your doctrine. Yes. Now imagine somebody that their doctrine is holiness. Yeah. Everything they see in scripture is about holiness. When they go to Revelation and they are teaching everything there, you see that they say, see all these things? You must be holy. Now, see somebody teaching faith. That's a a doctrine of faith towards God. Everything that they will see in Scripture is about that. See those that are teaching faith. That's what they see. They are framed. Somebody that is teaching faith can come and talk about, oh, love your neighbor today. But you see that the eye with which they are teaching it is faith. Is this the doctrine of faith towards God? Amen. So really, revelation that we have can pass. So revelation in itself is not doctrine. Right. Now, doctrine is what issues out revelation. Now, it's a simple example. Everything I know today is because I've, I've, I've come into a doctrine called Word of Righteousness. It was that doctrine that began to culture me, that began to open scripture. And I, but that, what is, now here's a question. What is that doctrine for? Because what it is for will determine things that will begin to open to you. Now, the doctrine of the word of righteousness, one of the things he began to say, began to teach about hope. The first, the first thing my eyes saw was hope. What is the hope? The hope of his calling. Now, what does that simply mean? That simply means, now you tell me, if God wants to save and salvation, he's not just getting born again. Salvation is a journey. Okay. If that's the case, what was I doing? until I started seeing the hope of his calling. And I know that that hope is what they call salvation. So what have I been doing? What have I been learning? What has been, what has been my hope? That tells you and me that before we come here, our hope, eh, check that so very well. Remove, okay, take, take the most holy believer that, that yes. as a doctor that has not seen this hope. Now begin, take the magnifying glass and start seeing inside that soul. That soul, when they ask that soul, that soul can, may tell you that, oh, my hope is God, heaven. But no, just, just say, okay, let's just, let, let's just look at your soul. And then magnify. You'll see that there's a different hope there. Mm. Any believer that has not come into the doctrine for to see the hope, you can't see the hope. There's nothing you can see. Wow. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing that so. I guess maybe this will also console our soul. Maybe you, are, you have a brother or a sister or a brother. Ah, you know, see that, see. On, you can, see this thing, you can't conjure it. Yeah. This thing, you can't. Uh, uh, you the, the funny thing is that you can't make them see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, can't, you, you can't explain it yeah. to them. To, to them. Yeah. Why? Because these things have an entrance. Yeah. Yes, sir. The entrance needs to be administered yeah. to that soul. 
what we do is just a steward is just follow the spirit. Begin to you know, this thing also gives wisdom. So when you are doing it, you know sometimes you can get frustrated. Maybe I've just told you now that the hope of your life is to follow after God. Why? 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 Why are you still behaving? Why? Why are you still? Behaving? Why can't you see it? Uh, you see, if heaven has not come, as an you know, there's an appointed time for every soul. There's an end time. There's an end time for every soul. And when you say, you know, there are different end times for souls, right? There's an end time for milk. There's an end time for meat. There will also be an end time for strong meat. And that end time is God that determines it. Every soul has their own end time. No, so we are, no, all those times, when we teach about end times, we just think it's just one time. There's that. There's, no, for sure there's that. But what determines that one are other end times. Or you may hear sometimes in the scripture called at an appointed time. Or you may hear in scripture say at, at, at the end of times. You might see that in scripture. Sometimes they're just talking about a season where some things will come to an end. Right? And also there's also an end time where the, okay, all the other end times are finished. There's now a final end time. Right to wrap things up, souls have end times, amen. amen. So it's, it's not something you can, but heaven has to work upon the soul for the soul to say, because if you want me, we've talked about Jesus, but this was said, they love God. Okay, I say, okay, the hope, the hope of a believer is to be saved, and for to be saved, it means that you inherit God, that's it. And you see the same person struggling about, I need a house, so. I need money. I need it. I need the one thing. But what, what, I'm, I'm not saying that money is part of this hope. I'm saying that all that you are to live for, all that is about you, is God. Your inheritance is God. Do you know what inheritance is? Yes. Inheritance is what you will inherit. What is yours is God. Then why are you still? It's just that the soul has not seen the hope yet. They can't see the hope unless they are made wise. So it means that everything we have been learning before wisdom comes is not really defining the hope. It's not really defining what what true spirituality is. We are still in a baby stage as believers. We are still in a learning phase. We are just about to get our bachelor's degree. We are not, uh, like I was saying earlier, as an engineer. Yeah. We, are not, we are still, after we graduate, that's why we now become engineer in training. Yeah. Right? So we are still trying to get degree. And what does that mean? It means that we are still learning foundation. Mm. Now, what am I saying? It means that founda- what I'm saying is that foundation is not enough to save. Mm. Yeah. It means that foundation, no, no, the, the height yeah. of it, the strength of it, does not have the power in it to save a soul. Meaning that, the milk is good and awesome. There is what it can do. But it cannot move nature into the soul. It can give some sense of, of it. So for example, like I was saying, it can give some sense of don't lie, be humble. But it does not have the power. That's the word. It does not have the power to install nature. And we know that nature, right, 
is what Satan has altered. Right? And what heaven needs to restore is the nature of God. See, I'm ending now. Because this, 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 I'm, all I'm trying to explain is just this thing. Right? So, in case, uh, I, and again, it's because in case you are wondering, wow, this doctrine, 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 they might be even be teaching uh, truth, truth, you know, you know, truth, truth, father, the land of the father, son, in love, in truth, what's all these things? <laughs> See all these things that we are learning is what's going to cause salvation. Yes, See that simple thing we are trying to stop. I don't want to be hasty. Mm-hmm. See that truth? Yes, all these things we are learning yeah. is the answer. Yeah. It's heaven's wisdom. Right? In case maybe we are wondering, okay, but that doesn't really make... It, see, that's, that's... They call it the foolishness of preaching. Preaching. If you ask... If they ask you and me now, I can, I can, I can say according to scripture, this is how it's... Okay, it's going to happen. But I can't tell you how. Yes, sir. I can t- give you the theory. Right? Because it is there in the word. But I can't tell you the how. When I say the how, the... The workings, the 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 framing, the wiring. You see, this thing we are talking about souls here. Yeah. Who has that wisdom is God. Okay, how is the learning of this truth thing able to get me to stop fornicating? Is there? Is there? What we I guess what we just need most of the time is just be, to believe, mm-hmm. believe. Okay, this thing, let me lead into it. Now, why am I saying these things? Okay, I was saying a good job, but I guess the, the thought is a little bit extraordinary. Just a little bit, not that far. I guess I was just think, saying, seeing the, the aspect I, I felt I should say with regards to doctrine. Right? It's still doctrine I'm talking about. All these holiness things, all these um, faith. Faith was got little, the little of it, or all the other doctrines that we've learned. See, the height of it was when Egan began to put doctrine in place. Yes. When he began to teach about faith, mm. the truth of the matter is that what God gave Egan to teach is faith. Mm-hmm. He started teaching faith from faith towards God. Mm. But Egan was really journeying mm. into the word of righteousness. Mm. That's the truth of the matter. The faith that they said he will teach, right, was to help bring him back. So it will bring me back the second time, right? Now, milk does not have the power to bring him back. So clearly, what God really gave Egan to teach was not milk. I mean, what it was, what God gave him to really teach is not milk. But where God started is in milk because there is, like I was saying, the wisdom of Harding. The wisdom of Harding is in God. God, if God wants to give word of righteousness, he will not leave milk halfway as they begin to give somebody. No. What you do is begin to take milk and then he would move it to its end. He can do a quick work because it's God. He can quicken it in righteousness. He brought it that all the season of the movements came to an end in Egin. And the height of it was the word of faith, which they began to preach. Right? 
the word of faith gained traction. It moved. See, it's very simple. It moved into all the world. See, the little I've learned about the church history, I began to see the movement. You now realize that why we don't understand most of the things that God is doing is that we don't actually know much, right, about the church history. If you know church history, you can begin to see how God is adding to the body. What you now realize that the, the, what has always been in the sight of God has always been about saving his people. And in the wisdom, you can tell that God didn't give something that was enough to save at the time. He was just adding. Holiness. Word of faith. Right? Is addition. Then brought them to an end. So, faith. In a way, I know that I, don't, I won't say I know, but I perceive that the egging knows word of righteousness. He just didn't teach it before he left. Because it was, because all everything was, it was foundation. And how, how do I know is God, the way God does it, if you say you teach my people faith, God won't just give me the faith, go and teach. Because God is also raising the minister. God will now begin to open it up gradually over time. You himself may not even know if you check that the egg is journey, you realize that things was opening to him gradually. It was not at once. So he was teaching them. You know, it will come into a season where it will be like a new revelation will come. It will be like, what have, I been, what have I been teaching since? Then you begin to teach. Then he will move into another season. Then what was he doing? All those seasons was bringing for the laying of doctrine. For salvation. Now see, everybody that was taken from those doctrines, you realize that they were growing. There was growth. Spiritually. And in the body, there was a massive, there was a growth. Of course, you had some people that were, you know, hateful. All they had to say were eight words. It's okay. But one thing was clear. The body was moving. It's that God moved the body. Then after that time, Satan attacked the body. They were in, the, in, the, in the aim of destroying the work, prosperity. Yeah. The prosperity gospel came. Yeah. was a beast yeah. that took over the body. Yeah. That now, if, we are, if, if they ask us today, if you're wondering, prosperity, we don't know any issue with prosperity, then somebody will be angry about faith movement. Ah, they teach about prosperity? No, 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 you have no clue what this whole thing mm-hmm. has been about. Yeah. You, are, you are highly misinformed. Because I know a preacher, I, I, I don't know if I should call him a preacher, that on, on, was doing a podcast. I was, he was teaching about the word of faith movement. So it's not, I'm like, so, I mean, you literally, in your wisdom, sat down, YouTube channel, and started taking words. And that's the funny thing about these people. They would be taking bit, 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 bit word, not even the full thing. And then it started attacking the word of faith. I'm like, No. And hey, when he was talking about the word of faith, he was not talking about prosperity, teaching. I'm like, you have, you have no clue about what word of faith really is about. If you know word of faith, you know that word of faith is not really about prosperity teaching. Prosperity teaching is something else that came into the body. When you talk about the, and how do you, hey, this is the key. How I know that that person has no clue about word of faith is that that person lacked doctrine. If he knew the doctrine of the word of faith, yeah. he can't confuse prosperity yeah. with word of faith. Yeah. The reason why he wrote the use about word of faith 
and, and then he was saying, a prospect, ah, I just knew, ah, he has no clue what he's saying. He does not have, he does not know the doctrine. And that's where many believers are. We can take, you know somebody might be a teacher, but just take this one, that one, take this one, take this, okay, this one, holiness. Many believers are like that, that they take everywhere, and I think like that they can grow. It's impossible. It's all lies. God has not said, that thing is a lie. I don't know where Satan has, I don't know how Satan deceived men to think that way. Nobody that is like that would ever grow. If they grow, they will grow laterally. They will not grow vertically. They will never go upward. And that growing laterally, lateral or horizontally is not growth. You're just getting wide in information. <laughs> no one's somebody is growing sideways. It's not really growth. Thank you. But you see that but the thing is that we need to classify what that fat is. That fatness. No no fatness sometimes can be a problem. So somebody just going wider, 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 wider. It gets to a point. Right? Because the, the, the wisdom of growing sideways is that as you are growing sideways, you should be growing upward. So growing upward balances growing sideways. Just imagine somebody that is just growing up and is not going sideways. You see that there will be a time they will thin out. Or if they are going fat, they will also thin out. Laterally. It means... It means that there should be wisdom of growing in both, in both di- di- directions. When I say horizontally, I'm talking about, I'm just using the, the wisdom yeah. of understanding and knowledge. So there should be both lateral and vertical, but what is mostly important is going up, upwardly, yeah. raising people. Because that is how God has set growth in the body. Yeah. We must be gr- raised. You see God using the wisdom of uh, agriculture, still about growing. The wisdom of land, land, landscapes or geography which is still growing up. How? Mountains. Or you see the wisdom of God using uh, a building, raising a building. And one thing about a building is that it's always been raised. There's a manner of growth that is growing upward. Now, what you need for that is doctrine. It is doctrine that would allow the growth. Because doctrine is for setting... Let me put it, the manner of doctrine is manner of building. Why? Doctrine is laying certain things. Wisdom of certain things. Laying them as they should be in scripture. Now, see everybody that give themselves to doctrine. Especially, let's start from order of faith. When they give that, you see the way they will grow. The way Egin was teaching it. You see, when you see those believers, you're like, you are okay. You are alright. When you see them, you're like, you are alright. How? They have doctrine. And the doctrine, you know, I see, you don't just see it like, uh, how do I put it, like just what they are teaching. You see it in lifestyle. Yeah. So when you hear the word, see the doctrine inside or understand what doctrine is. It is from doctrine, instruction can flow. It is from doctrine, correction can come. It is in doctrine, right? That was the last one. Reprove can come. It's an instruction in righteousness. But like the word I was saying is scripture. See, scripture is given. What again was interpreting to lay 
doctrine was scripture. But those scripture is not what you see here. Although how he fetched them is through the word of God, through the Bible. But the scripture, the script is written, is in the spirit, is not this one. It's the script that will explain what should come before what. Yeah. Yeah. It's the script that will tell you that there is milk before meat. And what does that mean spiritually? It is the script that will tell you there is Christ before you become a father. All those things are the laying of doctrine, which will not begin to. You see, doctrine is awesome, right? Inside it, all kinds of things will not begin to flow. Doctrine is almost like the, the, the foundation where things are built upon. Helen, put it that way. Doctrine, if God, if the Lord is raising a building, the foundation of that raising is the doctrine of it. And out of that doctrine, things can begin to flow. So you can add this, add that. Okay, don't, don't uh, um, have meekness, have humility. You know, all those things, they add together. Amen. Amen. So doctrine really is the answer, right, yeah. for salvation. When you have doctrine, we can be saved. Amen. Amen. So in the beginning, we learned all the things we learned. I'm rounding up. I think I'm done. In the next five minutes, that's it. In the beginning, we learned... Don't steal, don't lie, all those things. Are, and we're wondering there's no power. Okay, maybe there's a little out of it. Amen. There's a little from maybe the, how do, how, what's that word? Maybe the willingness to even try can come from there. But that is not really, amen. That's not, that does not have the power to fully save. Now realize that when they are beginning to drive the thing, into the soul of men is when they now begin to give doctrine. So I'm now ah, let me explain this further because it's like I'm talking about two things. I'm talking about doctrine as in when they are teaching and laying the foundation. But see that was doctrine. I think maybe it's the same thing actually. Because I think I'm I'm coming from okay, where this confusion is coming in my head is talking from Egin. Egin gave doctrine, right? But part of that doctrine were still elementary principles. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying earlier. Right? Elementary principles is the foundation of the doctrine. Mm-hmm. Because what God really was giving him mm-hmm. is the word of righteousness. Yes. Right? Which is in itself is a doctrine. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so there is that doctrine in the spirit of Christ mm-hmm. and there is the teaching of that doctrine as doctrine. I think that's what I'm trying to explain. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that doctrine in the spirit. There is the doctrine, what God calls doctrine, yeah. the doctrine of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. When they are not teaching that doctrine, it's still doctrine. Yeah. But when they are teaching it, they're teaching it as doctrine, word, yeah. teaching different things, yeah. and it's still doctrine being taught. Yeah. Yeah. But because doctrine simply means teachings, yeah. so there is the teachings of Christ. Yeah. Now there is the elementary principles of it. Which that the again taught, right? Which didn't fully moved into the doctrine of Christ, but it was a preparation for it. Which in a way, which in itself also has a frame of doctrine. But when you are checking journey spiritually, we will say really we don't have doctrine yet. We don't have the doctrine of Christ yet, because the doctrine of Christ begins when you begin to 
learn about self-righteousness. Learn about wisdom. Right? And here we see in Second Timothy chapter uh, Second Timothy, not First Timothy. Second Timothy chapter three, verse fourteen, I think, and I round up. Uh, this is just like I'll close my Bible and I say, but verse fifteen says, and from that, from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. So the holy scripture, like I said, and by now we know that the holy scripture is not just this Bible that we are reading, but the holy scripture is explained by the Bible. Is a script in the spirit. The Holy Scripture, right, is able to make the wise so that the beginning unto salvation. Amen. Amen. Holy Scripture is able to make the wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, this thing they are talking about unto salvation, true faith. They are not talking about the faith of the Son here, which is a doctrine. And a teaching for salvation. Amen. So when we are wondering why the, the word of righteousness is potent, right, to actually address what problems within the soul, is that it is the doctrine of God which is for salvation, right? It is the doctrine given to answer, to sin, or to save. So while we are hearing all these things in need of the word be humble, you now realize that the strength to really do it is not there. Yeah. Where the strength to actually have the grace, right, to actually come into meekness, is actually when we now begin to learn the doctrine of Christ. Mm-hmm. Or begin to learn doctrine. Yeah. Doctrine of Christ. The doctrine of Christ. When it came, is when I was not seeing, ah, the benefit of meekness. The benefit of humility. Not for gift. Not for performance. But for actually to be a saved. To be a man of God. Amen. To be a man of God. That is what? Thoroughly furnished. That is where you now realize that the other sense is not really for salvation. It is this sense that actually puts salvation in the soul. Why? Because when I'm thinking about meekness, because of entrance into the world of righteousness, I'm seeing a kind of man I should be, which will eventually be like God. But in milk of the world, that was not there. It wasn't there. What we see is heaven. We don't see anything about inheriting God. Did you know anything about inheriting God in uh, milk? No. It was not there. What was in milk was majorly going to heaven, inheriting, some, we shall inherit something. Right? Crown. Uh-huh, crown and all those kind of things that they... Ex- that we, <laughs> many star- thank you. See, all these things... Thank, have you even forgotten? They're they are reminding me. Yeah. These are the things we want, want. Many stars, many crowns, many mansions. Yeah. Street of gold. <laughs> you see, we are worldly. We are very worldly. We have a worldly sense. How, what, what are you going to be doing with mansion there? Only a hand. And you know you're not going to have a wife there. You know you're going to have children there. What are you going to be doing with mansion? It's like we also have a sense of class. Yeah, class. So there's... Th- see, 
What milk does not have answer to worldliness. The wisdom of this world is higher than milk. That's just the summary of the matter. The wisdom of this world is higher than milk. What we need to be able to answer this world is a higher wisdom than milk. It is the doctrine of Christ. It is what is able to work. I mean, I, I was comparing myself when I, what I thought about meekness and humility before and when I actually understand. But and here's the key. See, without having understanding what meekness is or what it means to be under. You know, submission is part of meekness. Right? To submit, to be under, to be humble is actually part of meekness. We can say it, but to have it is a different thing. I can, you can't say you have it by just say, ah, let me arrange myself in a will that looks, it's not about that too. And see, the day you enter meekness, nobody will, that's matter. nobody will know. The your your sister or your brother next to you that you will never you know sometimes when something like that happens to us, you want to announce, hi, yeah. and now Miko. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't realize you don't realize that the way God arranged it is that it will happen in you and nobody would know. The only person that you know is you are your God. <laughs> Later others cannot begin to see the fruit of it. Yeah. Right? But as at the time it is happening to you. Nobody will know. I can't, and the funny thing is that heaven made sure that you don't have the joy to go and be announcing. <laughs> and it's almost like the manner of walking does not even allow that. What, when you enter it, the way they were arranged, put, and you know, like that, you yourself you can't go and announce that, ah, I'm now Miko. Because by the time you get there, you, you realize that you even say that is a problem. It means, it means that there's, a, there's something, that meekness that you say you have, we should check it. It's, it's questionable. Amen. Because the, the people that say that, right, just being, just being, uh, just, just to laugh, the people that really say that, eh, when you check them, you realize that there's, there's no atom of meekness or submission. It just, okay, so how do you know now you're, you're Yes, I know because I can. You know, they are talking about their strength. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you know, realize that heaven does not. You, you, when, when you have come into meekness, you don't, the truth is you don't have strength. Yes. yes. Because meek, what's meekness means that you have, you have, you have no, you have no. What's that word? You have no confidence in your person because. You, you, meekness shows some level of brokenness. Meekness if, 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 if you are not broken, you can't be meek. That's the truth of the matter. If you are not broken, you can't be meek. Because the two does not, you can't, you can't have meekness and unbrokenness going side by side. It does not work. And here's the secret of the matter. This, is, this thing is the entrance into the kingdom. That's just it. Why? Because meekness or okay, in meekness is where you learn how to submit and all those things, right? So meekness is your, is your key into the kingdom. You don't realize that when, when that thing is absent, every time you are approaching the gate, you notice that something is just resisting you effortlessly. 
When I say you're at the gate, it's not that you're praying and then, ah, I want to the outside the gate. No, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in your walk and your journey, in, in your soul, within you, you can tell that everyone is resisting you. There's just some entrance you can't have. It's just like, it's just as simple as that. You, you, you can't. There's, and there's nothing you can do about it. You can't, you can't badge your way in. You know those, uh, that prayer, uh, you know, that word we used to say, the kingdom of God, whatever. What kind of, what, what, what kind of, what, what's the, the question is now is, what's the weapon of your violence? If that weapon is not meekness, forget, forget taking the kingdom. If your weapon is prayer, ah, sorry. If your weapon is just reading your Bible, ah, sorry. Not that you can't be reading your Bible, though. Let me put this one a bit. Read your Bible, right? But you should know what those things are for. The entrance into the kingdom is meekness. And the day you, 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 you resort to, see, this thing, eh, you just have to tell God, I God, see, eh? In all these areas, because you no, know, when everyone wants to deal with that in you, what they will begin to bring around you is everything that will make you meek. Mm. Uh, what does that mean? Is that things that naturally will not look, things that you will naturally react to without meekness will begin to happen around you a lot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm. Maybe, and if somebody is not wise, you may be thinking everything else is the problem. You get, you know, there's that sense. Yeah, yeah. You might be thinking, okay, why this person? That person is not meek. This is what, <laughs> what, and ev- and everyone is just arranging situation for you get get to be meek. <laughs> and then you know, okay, that one is not meek. That, that guy is not humble. The, uh, uh, check well. Are you sure you're not the one that you to be? <laughs> right? Yeah. Everyone, why? Because for you to move into the kingdom. They must convert you. So you must go through the process of conversion. It's a process. They will convert the soul. And when they convert the soul, the soul will now find praise or entrance into the kingdom. And by the time you enter yourself, you will know you have entered into the kingdom. Why? Because you don't naturally see a flow of grace. And there is no way you find entrance that you will not see a change in your nature. There will always be a change. So all those souls... They want to arrange humility for everybody. Yeah? They want, just a simple, they want everybody to have some kind of maybe spiritual. Uh, ah, time is, our time is almost 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 end. That's the thing. Ah, that's the thing about this place. We are <laughs> we are we are we are, we are limited to time, so we have to, to end quickly. Thank God. So I know some people will be happy right now that that, <laughs> that no matter no matter how much I want to go. <laughs> I can't go. We can't go past this time. Yes, <laughs> Amen. Amen. Our time is fast. I think. I think it's also good. Amen. It's good. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let me just quickly say this uh, and end it there. That for all those that want to arrange meekness for everybody, now I did them say they don't have entrance because there is something that can never be worked into their nature. It is meekness. Entrance for the kingdom which will move you into another learning of some kind of doctrine. Meekness is a teaching from a doctrine, doctrine of Christ. If you don't have that, you can't really, really enter. You can't learn meekness, except they arrange it for you. They convert you. And we know meekness is in different grades, so 
I'm not talking about the one required for entrance into the kingdom now. Right? That meekness is awesome, beautiful. It's not the same as the one that got you born again. In short, the one that got you born again is almost invisible to you. You just don't even know you have it. They had no clue it was there. Right? They didn't need, they didn't, that one didn't need you being subjected under somebody or anything. Now, so for those that want to humble everybody, like I was saying, you realize that in their frame and the way they are positioned and in their doctrine, there is no room to be under. How else will you learn meekness? See, and here's the truth of the matter. There is no way anybody will learn meekness without being subjected under. It's, it's impossible. Check scripture. Check it. Try to, I don't know how you want to arrange it in scripture. It is impossible. Meaning that if you would gain entrance into the kingdom, it means that you have to be subject under. For meekness to be bettered in one way or the other. And then we've, you, you've submitted everybody around you to be on the same space as you are, such that you can never be under. And then check such souls. You realize that they, they are not always under. Be it at work, be it at anywhere, they are not always under. There is, in short, the reason why they are maybe they may be humble at work is because they are at work and their livelihood is tied to it. Simple. But even at that, there will be still be some level of pride. They can use their Christianity as an elevation above it. Yeah, I'm just talking about, you know, we are believers. We are, you know, they will take the gospel to the, uh, we are not of this world. You know, we will take the gospel to the marketplace. You, know, you see all kinds of things in LinkedIn. You know, you know, all kinds of ideas. Where do it is? Yeah. Eh? You see some people that want to preach the gospel on LinkedIn. Some people want to give you, a, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, before, what they, used to, what they used to post is, my career, I'm now, and then all of a sudden, they will now start posting about the Lord, my Jesus, you know, on LinkedIn. You know, unless that's an achievement, too. <laughs> so you, you, may, you may look like, oh, that just, it's an achievement. If you, know, if you know the kind of planning that went into writing and preaching on LinkedIn, ah, it's a, it's a serious feat. <laughs> and, and, and part of it is to mark exploits. <laughs> so when you mark exploits, finish, you will say, I was able to so they will have some sense of level of growth. Mm. But really, it's not growth. Yeah. You know, like that kind of soul will always be looking for something to do because they don't have the sight of what the true hope is. How can they know? They need entrance into the kingdom. They need the teachings of the kingdom or the doctrine of the kingdom, which is able to save the soul. So, doctrine is for salvation. And what do you, what, and what do you call salvation? Salvation is being able to live Leave this world. Leave the things that Satan has put in the soul and take the things pertaining to God. Amen. That's salvation. Right? What's God? God is saving us from something. God is saving us from sin and death and all kinds of evil work within the soul. Right? That's what God is saving us from. To give us his life. That's salvation. But without doctrine... That can take place. Salvation can't take place without doctrine. And that's why we need all these learnings. Doctrine of Christ, doctrine of eternal life, uh, doctrine of everlasting life, and all those, all these doctrines, that's what it is for. You know, there's a way Satan can be lying to us that eh, this thing is just teaching. I mean, us that are not even learning that we know about meekness. Okay, yeah, yeah work it now, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, practice, do it, let's see. Why? Because the sense to move into it is not there. So how can you be? It's impossible. Yeah. That is why we need 
doctrine, eh? all these things we are hearing, and even word of righteousness and everlasting life. Amen. I want to just begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you for your mercy and your kindness. Can we just begin to pray that heaven will give us help to give ourselves to doctrine, to give, to give heed to doctrine, to give attention to doctrine. Now we've learned that doctrine is necessary for salvation, that doctrine is what is required for to be saved. Can we pray that heaven will give us grace to be more established in doctrine? Now, Part of what we need is understanding in doctrine. Can we begin to pray for the understanding of, that heaven will begin to walk around us the understanding for doctrine, the understanding for to be saved, like we know, doctrine is for salvation, understanding for doctrine, that God will give us understanding in doctrine, that entrance needed into doctrine, heaven will walk it into each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. Let's just begin to pray. Mahata Vanimoshita Bariata, Zenkariata Zota Venemoshita. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your mercy and your kindness. We thank you for all that you are doing. Father, we thank you for how you've helped us today. Even to talk just a little bit and just, just chat concerning your doctrine. the Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, we are praying, all of this afternoon, that you would help us to give heed to doctrine. Give us... Help, Father, to do them continuously. Father, that we might be able to save ourselves, even unto them that hear us, even by the manner of our conversation, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord, that wherever we are lacking understanding in doctrine, you will release grace for to understand in the name of Jesus. Wherever we are still needing entrance, one way or the other, you will supply grace for entrance in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between.